0: The Green Bay Packers have a defensive line problem, and this is not the draft to fix a defensive line problem. So what exactly are they going to do? We talk about that, plus do a live mock draft here as we inch closer to the 2023 NFL draft. All of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Every day. Touchdown. You're Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. The defensive line for the Green Bay Packers. And they've invested in it. And it's not fixed. And this was a bad run defense last year. Now part of that was the inconsistency of Quay Walker. Part of that was Devondre Campbell not playing at the same level he did a season ago. Part of that was Devondre Campbell was hurt part of the season. And then you lose Rashawn Gary. That's going to hurt your run defense. You have a rookie playing on the edge. That's probably not going to help your run defense. The first round draft pick you invested in the defensive line could not play more than 10 or 15 snaps a game. That hurts your run defense. Here's the problem. None of that stuff is changed. None of that stuff is fixed. Now you hope Quay Walker is going to be better in year two. And that should help. You hope... Devondre Campbell can stay healthy and be closer to what he was in 2021 than he was in 2022, and you hope Devontae Wyatt is going to be better in year two. That's a lot of things to hope, and hope is not a strategy, at least not when it comes to NFL teams. So where do the Packers go? Well, free agency has passed them by. Now, Shelby Harris is one of the few guys out there who could still help Green Bay. I don't know why he's not already on the team. And that's about it. Like Michael Brockers is a free agent, but he hasn't been an impactful player in a number of years, though he has some familiarity with Joe Barry. That would just really be a body to throw at this. And the list of names after that, Al Woods, Chris Wormley, Andama Kinsu, Linval Joseph, like Andama Kinsu and Linval Joseph played some meaningful snaps for the Eagles last year. Signing in the middle of the year, trying to go chase a ring, they're not coming to Green Bay to play 35 snaps a game for a nine and eight team or a ten and seven team in a good scenario, probably. Like that's just not what they're going to do. And the rest of the names on this list, like they don't they don't impact the Packers really in any meaningful way. So then you go, okay, well. Well, the draft. The draft is gonna do something. Well, well, maybe, maybe, but who is it gonna be? Who are you going to pick that is going to impact your team in that kind of way? If you look across the draft and and let's use this athletic consensus board, there isn't really anyone at 15 who makes sense for the Packers to pick. Now, Brian Brzee. Is a player in that range, has the relative athletic score. This has been our, our pal Jake Morley's uh take for weeks now that that he's actually the guy. I don't, I don't, I don't see the Packers at 15 taking a defensive lineman when they just took an interior defensive lineman last year, and they're paying Kenny Clark. I just I don't see that. The only problem with that is then you go to the second round where okay now you start to look okay you have a potential additional pick we got reporting from Albert Breer he sees the structure much the same way in this Aaron Rodgers trade as Charles Robinson a second this year a future first and then you have to haggle over what does that look like is it a guaranteed future first or are there conditions and is are there picks coming back but that is the structure so when people say the deal is nearly done they've agreed this is the structure Then the question is, how do you add those protections? 42 or 43, we don't know. But if you're the Packers, you're going, if you're not giving us a first this year, we at least have to get the first of these second round picks. 42, not 43. We don't want you, if we really love a receiver, sniping us at 42 when we're the ones trying to trade for this pick. So, 42. Like, Maisie Smith is on this list. From, from Michigan, didn't test well. Doesn't seem like he's going to be a, a Packer type. Now, Jervon Dexter, he's sitting here at 55 on the consensus board. That could make some sense because he can play some five tech. He can play some three tech. He's a different type of player, a different type of body that um, someone like Devontae Wyatt is But are you giving up the chance to add an edge rusher? Are you giving up the chance to add a tight end? Are you giving up a chance to draft someone like Jalen Hyatt? I don't think the value is there from a defensive line standpoint. But you need bodies. So then you start to look, okay, third round in the 70s, Keanu Benton. Defensive tackle from Wisconsin, someone that I've been really high on throughout this whole process. If you watch the Ohio State tape, you'd go, mm, I don't know about this guy. And then you watch like literally any other game, even against big time offensive lines. He's awesome. He's so good. At 78, I think you can, it, it it makes so much sense for 78 to be that landing spot. And this is why I brought this up today, because I, I, I look at the top of this draft. We got another report. Sam Laporta coming in for a virtual visit. So for me, there's a big four at tight end. Those are the four. Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, and Sam Laporta are all pretty – I think Luke Musgrave is a tier below those guys. And I think Kincaid and Mayer are pretty clearly a tier above Darnell Washington and Sam Laporta. So then if that's what you want to go in the first round, and, and right now that is, I'm working under that assumption. And I think they want to go safeties in the middle round, running back on day three. And they'd like, they're looking at these early second round pass rushers. Keon White, another name now that the Packers have looked at. Could be late first, early second. There are some people bracing themselves for Keon White at 15. I don't see that. They took an old last year, but this is another, he's 24 years old. And their old last year what did not come in ready to play. This one from Georgia Tech is also not ready to come in, in my opinion, and contribute right away. He's not going to beat out Kingsley and Imbari. And so if that's going to be the case, then I don't really see the value of a player like that. I just don't think he's worth a first round pick. I don't think he's worth a second round pick in the third at 78. Great. And maybe if he slides, that makes sense, but he's not going to. He was invited to the draft. That gives us an idea of where the league sees this guy. I just don't see that happening. So the third round to me is where you start to see some of these other guys. Zach Pickens from South Carolina is another one that, that could make sense at 78. Third round, fourth round. That That is where there are a, a player or two, but that's the thing. There is not some large swath of players. This is not a great defensive tackle draft. There's one guy in the first, Brian Bazeep. Baze that that would make some sense there's one guy in the second that would make some sense and there's one guy in the third this is this is consensus projections so all of this could get totally wonky and we don't we don't know exactly how this is all going to play out right that is a pretty narrow needle to thread and so if you're the packers what are you doing not trying to find a Shelby Harris now post june 1 there could be more cuts. August, there's going to be more cuts. July, you know, as we as we get out of the draft, teams are going to have solidified needs on the interior. Guys get expensive. You make the decision to move on. This happens all the time. And maybe the Packers are just biding their time going, look, we've made the investment in Kenny Clark. We've made the investment in Devontae Wyatt. We like what TJ Slayton brings to this team. There's some developmental guys on the roster. And that's just going to be good enough. But they're losing major snaps from Jaron Reed. And for whatever criticisms I have of Dean Lowry, he played a lot of snaps. Now, did he play more than Devontae Wyatt and, and more than he should have? Probably. But someone has to eat up those reps. You can't have Kenny Clark out here playing 80% of snaps. You can't even have Devontae Wyatt, even as a first-round pick out here playing 70, 80% of snaps. You don't want that. You have to find a way to get some better depth here. Because this is something that needs to be fixed. Now, is it as Pressing as these other positions? No, because you hope you're getting the Devontae Wyatt bump. You hope you're getting the Quay Walker bump. You hope that you get Rashawn Gary back healthy. You hope that Kingsley and Ibarri plays better in his second year against the run, although I thought he was pretty stout last year. But you also hope you're not getting physical regression from Preston Smith, who's now on the wrong side of 30. So there's a lot of hope and a prayer to fix a defensive line that has issues, that has talent, but it also has issues. And I know there are going to be some people listening going, well, it doesn't matter because nothing is going to get fixed until Joe Barry is no longer the defensive coordinator. I don't think that is quite true. But I think some of this the slimming down of the playbook in terms of coverages and mixing up some of the stuff that they started doing up front, which is what they did. They started mixing up some more games. They started scheming up. Even just four-man pressures. I think that's something that, that the Packers can do more of. How much is that going to help in your run game? Are guys staying disciplined? Are they staying assignment sound? Are they staying gap secure? And then are you getting the fills behind? Are guys fitting the run the way that they're supposed to do? And it's not just the linebackers. If you're going to play a lot of this too deep coverage, your li- your safeties have to come fit the run. Is Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford going to be able to do that? And this is not a good safety draft either. So I doesn't seem like it's going to get fixed. I could I could be wrong. They could take Brian Brzee in the first and and you know, uh one of these guys later in the draft or something like that. I don't see it, but they could. And then all of a sudden you you might feel differently about the way that they've attacked all of this. We'll see. They have some options. They don't have a lot of options, and they have to do something. So what is it going to be? All right, we're going to do a live mock draft here um, because we didn't do a mock draft Monday. Um, But before we get to that, there is so much right now going on in sports, so much fun stuff going on in sports, and it becomes even more fun. We have even more fun when there is something to gamble on, and that is why we go to Fandle. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're all back because baseball's back. There's no better place to get out on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate. See what I did there? For a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance. To get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official betting partner of Major League Baseball. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Everydayers, shout out. It is so great to be with you. Thank you so much. All right, so ESPN came out, and this is why I wanted to do this, with a new draft simulator. And it is driven by what they call the draft day predictor model. And this is a um, betting market situation. So they're looking at, okay, um, the ESPN rankings, they're looking at um, betting markets, they're looking at team needs, team history, all this stuff. And they're looking at the the chance that these players are available. So I'm going to do a three round mock. I don't I don't really want to do seven. I put up a mock yesterday based on um all the things we talked about with positional value and tight end and all that stuff. Go find that on my Twitter feed. Um, and maybe it's something we'll talk about later this week. I, I want to do an interview this week. I'm trying to trying to get something scheduled um on the draft as we get closer here. So um we're gonna we're gonna get that done. Um I also you know, I, I, it's, this this simulator is funny because we can't um, trade players unlike the pro football focus model. So I'm just making something up. So let's see what we're left with here um, and and see if we can't get something nice for the Packers. Jackson Smith, the Jigba, comes off the board. So here are the options for the Packers. Lucas Van Ness, Dalton Kincaid, Paris Johnson Jr., Darnell Wright, Joey Porter Jr., Michael Mayer. In this situation, for me, this is a no-brainer. If Paris Johnson Jr. is on the board, and I'd be very surprised if he was, but if he is, because weird things are going to happen, I am running the Cardin. Running the card in. He is, for me, I only have three players. No, excuse me, two players. Um... That are that are in this tier for me. I have four guys who I have top 10 kind of grades on non-quarterback edition. Tyree Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr., Jackson's mid Jigba, and Jalen Carter. So, how many of those guys are available right now? Just Paris Johnson Jr. I'm taking this guy. I know the Packers just tendered Josh Nyman. Great. Sign him to a contract next year, or don't. When David Bakhtiari is almost certainly no longer on this team, and you have three really good, capable offensive linemen, play one at guard if you feel like you have to. The, you want to you want to help Jordan Love. This is this is a great way to do it, and I still have now two picks because I I put through the trade um, to get the forty second pick and the forty fifth to go get pass catchers in the second round if I want to do that. And remember, this is based on. The betting markets, this is based on the percentage that these guys will actually be available. So this is not just like randomness. I think this is a really interesting way to do this. I'm really glad they came up with this. So, okay, the Packers have an opportunity here. Best available. Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama, Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, Joe Tittman, uh, interior offensive lineman, Jalen Hyatt, DJ Turner, John Michael Smith, and Keanu Benton. So for me, For me, I know they need a tight end. But when I look at my rankings, I have Jalen Hyatt above Darnell Washington. And the thing that Darnell Washington does the best is block. I can find a blocking tight end. I don't know if I can find a receiver that has the juice that Jalen Hyatt offers. Perfect fit in the slot. This would be a vertical offense that just just attacks people down the field this is not an easy decision I do think there are some players that that are potentially going to be available um in a couple picks so I could just get like, I have Jalen Hyatt if I don't get Darnell Washington I could still go for um someone like Sam Laporta who I think is really good um there are a couple tight I Darna Washington is still here Sam Laporta is still here Jalen Hyatt is the only receiver in this tier. For me, I can get one of these tight ends too. So I'm going to grab Jalen Hyatt here and feel really good about it. And then I have another pick. So Darnell Washington, of course, goes in the meantime. So I could grab Keanu Benton, who is who is now the 43rd player for, for Wisconsin um, in this draft. That is a little crazy to me. That's not who I'm going to take here. Um, I grabbed an offensive lineman already, grabbed a receiver already. I'm going to take Sam Laporta. From Iowa, and again, feel really, really good about it. And now, I'd like to get that defensive lineman if I can. If I can't, fine. But if I can, great. If I can get a pass rusher, great. One of those two guys at seventy-eight, I'm gonna feel really good about it. There were not pass rushers on the board at that last spot that I felt good about. So here we are, Isaiah Foskey at seventy-eight. I this is a no-brainer, and this is based on probabilities. Like yes, this is the the ESPN board, but not only is Isaiah Foskey here, but um, the the pass rusher from uh, USC, Tuli, whose last name I need to learn. If the Packers draft him, um, is is available here? That's two pass rushers that I would feel good about taking here. I don't think Siaki Ika, the defensive tackle, is someone that the Packers would like. Just too too big, frankly. Um, so I'm going to take Isaiah Foskey here and feel like this. I this draft is incredible. If this if this is the way that the draft plays out, I would I would dance for joy. This would be beautiful. This this is the second time by the way that I have used this model and wound up with stuff that is just incredible. And so look at the, so here here's the cool thing to me. You don't just have the the players, but you have the chance that they're going to be available according to this model which is, again, a market-based model, so where the betting public thinks these players are going to go, which is flawed, there's a 42% chance, according to this model, that Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be available at 15. That's, like, almost 50-50. That would be awesome. And if the Packers only have to get up to, like, 12 to do it, and let's say Jackson Smith the Jigba is gone, they should do that. They should absolutely do that. He's so good. And then after that, 58% chance Jalen Hyatt is available at 42. A better chance than not, according to this model, that he is going to be available at 42. That is great news for the Packers who covet Jalen Hyatt. For whatever you think of him, the Packers really like him. 83% chance Sam Laporta is going to be there at 45. Now, that's because I'm higher on Sam Laporta than the consensus. But I don't, what am I missing? He's a really good player. The ESPN has him at 55. I actually think that's more or less the range where I feel comfortable with him. But I I loved the value that I was getting for him there because he's in that tier of players. And the other guys that were available to me then, I didn't I didn't love. And then 33% chance Isaiah Foskey falls. But okay, I'll take Thule. There were other guys available to me. Didn't mean to do that. And then on day three, I can get a safety, I can get a running back, I can get a defensive lineman. And I'm coming out of this draft feeling like I made my team a lot better. This is a really cool tool. Um, go check it out on ESPN. Uh, a lot of uh, I, This is the second one, I like I said, that I did. Um, the first one, I basically was like, okay, I fixed the Packers. This is pretty cool. Um, the first one I did was Jackson Smith, the Jigba. At 15, Darnell Washington at 42, Felix Anadike Uzoma at 45, and Zach Charbonnet at 78. And what's interesting about that is none of these guys have a better than 43% chance of being there. I took like all these guys have a worse percent chance of being there that I that I took in that other one than any of the picks that I made for the Packers in this case. So I guess Foskey, there's not he's not going to fall, but those first couple guys. Where you go, oh, that's not going to happen. Well, according to this model, there's actually a, a decent chance that it could happen. So just, I think it's, I think it's a, a I don't want to say a better way because I think it's really cool what those other simulators are doing. But I think this is the potential to be the most useful in terms of trying to predict what players are actually going to be available. But we'll see thanks to everyone who makes locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. A ton more draft talk coming tomorrow on locked on Packers. Maybe an interview. maybe that interview will be on Thursday. I'm trying to'm trying to get that worked out. we'll see we'll see what we're able to to put together here. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page, like when there's an Aaron Rodgers straight. So you can stay locked on Packers.